Hello, welcome to ATM, Artists Talk Movies, a podcast interviewing creatives about films that have inspired and or influenced their personal studio work. I'm Hyde Fontenot, and I'm here with co-host Aaron Stafford. We're here to talk about contemporary art and the creative impulse with new guests each episode. We're having casual conversations. We don't pretend to be authorities. We're hoping to give you a window into the visionary process of makers. We are rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, Jen. Mother of God. She says the jungle just came alive and took her. What's up, Kai? Hi, Aaron. Uh, excited about um, our 23rd episode, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Is... I've got... Yeah, I'm all tickled. I can't believe we made it this far. I know, it's right? Wild. How far will they go? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm almost embarrassed about how many fantastic guests we have and how many I'm looking forward to recording mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. Um, and, you know, this is a, a monumental occasion because we have our second Arnold Schwarzenegger movie oh, yeah. for this podcast, which I knew you were absolutely itching Man, to watch. Man, I... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But let me go ahead and announce uh, the, this, uh, this episode will be, uh, our guest is Emily Peacock. And yeah. uh, we're, we'll be talking about the 1987 movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Predator. And, and um, so let me see here. Uh, uh, Emily Peacock, this, this episode's guest, is a Houston-based um, artist who really wants to be a comedian. And mm -hmm. I know that she does stand-up and has, has done it in a variety of uh, venues. And... Um, I, I saw her actually uh, do something at the Nasher in Dallas, um, but I, it's, it's been several years, so I, I need to see uh, how that, <laughs> that second <laughs> career is progressing. Um, mm -hmm. So Emily is also assistant professor of art at Sam Houston State at Huntsville, Texas, and um, recently had a solo show at the Lawndale Art Center in Houston called Die Laughing. And mm. it just came down uh, last week, I guess February 5th. Um, she survived the pandemic thus far and <laughs> uh, describes herself as a petite East Texas white lady. And her work is in the collections of the Museum of Southeast Texas and the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston. And mm. she's got an upcoming um, solo show called Tuck Me In at the Lone Star College uh, at the Montgomery Art Department, uh, opening March 14th of 2022. So that's roughly a month from cool. now. Um, yeah. So uh, welcome, Emily. Hi. Hey. Hi, that's Emily. <laughs> Tell me about uh, this Lone Star College. Where is it? <clears throat> it's just like, it's like between Houston and Huntsville. 
Okay. And, and and this fellow artist uh approached me. He he teaches out there and he just started running the gallery and he was like, you know, you want to yeah. you want to have a sm- it's a small space and I'm kind of just moving and rearranging and having a few new pieces yeah. from mm-hmm. the past show. Cool. So, yeah. You'll be giving an artist talk, you say? Yeah, to like the kids there and, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, welcome uh, to Thank the you. Thank you for having me. Listen, I went and looked on your page, and I was like, damn, <laughs> this is legit. Oh, oh right. yeah. I was like, damn, <laughs> I've been drafted. Like they... <laughs> Well, you know, I've been on, I've been on, I've been on a couple podcasts, and uh, oh, have you? Yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, but so uh, a... what, what were they? Uh, comedy podcast. <laughs> oh, that's really? so cool. Uh, well, yeah. give, give give our listeners the uh, the name so they can they can. Look it's you uh, up. it's called the he- it's called the Healing Club, and it's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't go listen to those. I'm usually I feel like say, <laughs> say some dumbass shit. You know? That's how I feel. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm like, hey, you gotta edit some of that out because I got a job. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. A podcast well, with some dumbass shit. Whoever heard of that? I know. You're in good company here yeah. for sure. Okay, good. Uh, so what? Um, <laughs> what on what, earth compels why? you? <laughs> what? <laughs> To, to fight predator? The predator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's a, it's the movie that I've seen the most. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, my dad, I probably saw that movie when I was like three. When it came out, I was three, and I probably saw it when I was three. <clears throat> wow. And my dad played it on like a loop regularly. Oh, God. Um, oh my God. You know, I never heard I never heard that pussy joke until I was like t- in college. Yeah, it just went over your head. No, he bleeped no. it. Oh, your dad bleeped it. Yes. Wait, how did your dad do that? Did he just like he had like super ears? Sound? No, no, oh. no. He would mute it on the TV. Sorry. He would, oh, he would sorry. mute it. He yeah. Mute it for... on the TV. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, Aaron, when that joke came on, he would just start yelling, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck," and then Ellie <laughs> couldn't hear the pussy joke. That's right. Is that? I wish that's what oh. happened. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're we're gonna have to dig into the pussy joke later for sure, cause that's a uh, memorable. When I got married the first time, uh, my dad walked me down the aisle, and he I was so nervous because I didn't want to do it, and uh, and he was all he was doing was quoting Predator. That's how he got me down the aisle. No, I'm fucking serious, dude. I'm serious. Wow. Okay, so for any of our listeners who haven't seen Predator or who haven't seen it in a while and can't remember, tell the joke. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, I'm just going to act like I'm the soldier. I think it's Poncho saying it, and he's like... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was talking to my lady, and I was like, Hey, I, le- I need a little pussy. And she looked at me, and she said, Me too. Mine's the size of a house. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, Emily. Did your dad m- quote the pussy joke as he walked you down the aisle? Or no, no. That... It was it was Arnold one-liners. You know what I mean? Okay, it was the, okay. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad was not a uh, creep, okay? He was <laughs> weird, yeah. but not. he's not just actually checking. creepy. Yeah. Just yeah, checking. Yeah. Just yeah. checking. Okay. Could you actually... Uh, that I, I thought, Hyde, you were going to ask Emily to maybe give a quick summary oh, of the movie for us. We could ask her to do that. Yeah. Oh, sure. 
So, <clears throat> it actually starts off in space, uh, briefly. And then, uh, mm. so an alien is in the jungle in Mexico, in Guatemala, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> This elite force was hired by the U.S. government, headed up by the Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> uh, and the, the government is is um, what's his name? Oh God, Charles. Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah. Carl Weathers is the government, and mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dutch. Anyways, um, and so they they go into the jungle to save uh, to to see what this other group to kind of save them. But then they find the alien predator who who hunts them single, you know, singly off, uh, as they make it back to the chopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And Arnold is the final one. Yeah. Of uh, and the lady, yeah. the woman makes it. The woman makes it out alive. The only woman. Yeah. Isn't it funny though that usually in uh, sort of not that this is a horror movie, but it is sort of horrific in some mm. cases. Like, usually you've got the last girl standing, but is Arnold also the last <laughs> girl? Like, the virgin at the end who gets to live, or, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but um, I don't. But, of course, also the the only woman in the movie also gets to live, so. Yeah, and the, and the female character is a captive from the mm-hmm. Central American Army, or Armed Force, and she only speaks in Spanish, right? And no, yeah, but then she speaks in English towards the end. Oh, she so does. She's okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have to fill in some gaps because I tried to watch mm-hmm. this twice and I kept falling asleep. <laughs> nothing really? against your choice. I'm just a narcoleptic when it comes to action movies. It has the opposite effect on me. That's so funny. Yeah. I I didn't fall asleep, Emily. I'm gonna brag, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not the movie that I'm typically drawn to, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It was better than Conan the Barbarian that we watched. Um, that is true, and that's an awfully low bar. <laughs> <laughs> it is a low bar. <laughs> well, Emily, I want to ask you too about like, tell me what has this film had an effect on your work or like are there themes in this film or like what is it is there something that kind of stuck and like resonates with you about this film well you know there are some really nice shots actually in the film uh-huh. um like cinematography wise but yeah. also they did the, the they do this cool thing with the heat vision yes that, um with predator like infrared uh photography Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, infrared and, maybe infrared animation. I'm not sure. I think it's just infrared video. Oh yeah, maybe so. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know more mm-hmm. about this stuff than I do. But because um... there's a moment when um, the alien is injured and he's bleeding like this day glow green kind of. Yeah, you light. know what that was. You know what that was. No. KY jelly and glow stick the inside of oh, a glow stick. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I I wrote that down too cuz I knew that Hyde would know that and I was like, "Oh, this is a delightful little Yeah, I didn't know that. of information." Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, why did they have <laughs> KY in the middle of the jungle? I don't know. Oh, I mean, well they brought it cuz they probably did some like test. 
It oh, camera okay. tested. <laughs> Man, you're ruining it for me. <laughs> Why they have KY Somebody in the just jelly? Happened to is, have it in the jelly in the in the jungle. Is, <laughs> this is another pussy joke. It um, is. It's. We're, I know. Yeah. So, so I bring up the alien blood is because there's some device in the film where when they put the alien blood on them, does it does it sort of disappear them from the alien's vision or so, something? It confuses no. the alien? No. No? <laughs> no. See, I couldn't make I, heads or tails of this. They, I'm a they, con- they got confused. <laughs> they con- they were confused when they saw it because it was like, what the fuck is this glowy, gooey stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I, I don't think that they had figured out that it had been like an alien yet right they were just sort of and it really stood out in the jungle it really was oh, like yeah. oh this is a, a foreign substance but i thought mm-hmm. they used it like they well they did oh. use can't like like uh, somehow uh arnold disappears from the uh infrared but with mud but the mud mud and I was like yes. i don't think that would dampen his i don't think that holds up scientifically because i don't think it does not mud no. would dampen no. your body temperature to that dude degree. i think they used that shit in jurassic park too oh they did wow. i was gonna say that this movie felt like jurassic park and the movie like alien had a baby or something Huh. Yeah, those are all all movies that I like grew up yeah. on. Yes. Yeah, Jurassic Park is so fascinating, and I think that this movie can also be read on like a lot of different levels. So like Jurassic Park as well, like you can kind of like start to see. Okay. I don't know, just like subtext and is well, you know they're well done. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jurassic Park was shot five years after Predator. I just oh, wow. did yeah. a Google search for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but the director did die. The director did Die Hard. Oh, uh, oh yeah. They, they yeah. did okay. this and then did like Hunt for Red October, yeah. and uh-huh. so, you know just did a bunch of other action movies. Boom, 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 one after the other. Like yeah. during that time, because the, movies like that just shit cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like absolutely. It's like. Planet Hollywood kind of style, like movie magic that was happening in the 90s, in the 80s and the 90s. And uh-huh. like, yeah, it, it was definitely like an era of movie making. Um, <laughs> Emily, I was going to ask, um, is your dad like a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan? Or is it like an yes. army kind of thing? Or no, what's the, it's a, like you know? he he loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. 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 My dad was like a professional weightlifter for a while. Like, oh, no you know way. That? Okay. Yes. So as we mentioned before, you're a tiny little woman. What, yeah, was... so was my father. Oh, yeah. your dad was small too. <laughs> so actually, that could probably help in terms of like proportion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, still to this day, this man is like workout freak. He'll like talk to you. About how much water he drinks in a day, you know what I mean? He's one of those people. All right. And um and uh, but when we were younger, he would take us to like these weightlifting meets, and mm-hmm. at one time he had like the record, the national record for like his age and his height and weight for uh, for like bench press. And he had yeah. these like weightlifting trophies, and you know, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Have you, I know. Have you used any of these awards or any of this history in uh, in your work? 
Sure, sure. Nothing that um, is has made it out into the world yet, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for any of our listeners that don't know, like Emily's practice is uh, very biographical and uh, draws on a lot of uh, family stories, right? Family narratives. Yeah, basically, I just share too much information about my family. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a very endearing and relatable. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, one of my favorite genres, anything that I would want to read is biography. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I like just kind of love, I guess, comparative life stories. I'll, I'll never forget that piece that you had. I think you showed it here in Dallas, Emily, with, I think you were, it was a video with your sister and you were playing. That. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was that? Look. Musical chairs? Musical yeah. chairs, and there was only one chair, and it was the Jaws soundtrack. It was the Jaws soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. And this is your and twin. No, she's just, we're just similar. She's just your Oh, I, yeah, somehow yeah. I thought she was your twin. We were dressed similarly in the film. I'm with okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and as somebody who has a sibling sister, sister yeah, who's yeah. a similar age, it just, I was like, wow, yes, that's exactly what it's like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a great piece. Like, uh, what, what are you saying, like, Aaron, like, in terms of competitiveness oh. or what, what takes place yeah. in the video? Yeah, we just kind of fight over the last chair. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like this, you know, it is a competitive thing. Thing. and it's a it's weird like I don't know if, if brothers have that or brother sisters have that <laughs> but like it it really happens a lot yeah. and I love my sister and I want to be supportive of her but and maybe it's the way we were raised I have no <laughs> idea but yeah there's like a weird competitive and even um my some of my old home movies were uploaded to YouTube and I was watching them and I could see like my parents, you know, say, Oh, race to the end of the pool and blah 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 and it's just oh. like, Wow, we were just set up to compete. It was crazy. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. But you know, so this movie, um, I love that it's like so connected to your dad and you've got this, you know, history with it. Um, are there any parts of this movie, Emily, that like really stand out to you as being like, you know, something that you'd want to dig into or like, which, which parts are your favorite? I mean, I do, uh, the helicopter scene with the, with the jokes, uh, and then like the, the, uh, the slurs in there and what's his name the the two you know the future governor of indiana jesse ventura in the the, hell yeah so two governors are in this movie for the united states oh my god that's right why i feel like man arnold well no i know arnold but (laughs) jesse ventura jesse ventura Oh my God! He became a politician. Oh my God! Yes, really? a governor, man, and, not a politician, a governor. And and Dang. he was kind of smart. I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Kind of progressive. He wasn't bad. And, I don't think it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And wow. and those are just two actors thus far that have become governors. You know, we never know. Yeah. And they're both in this movie. 
We're about to get uh, maybe one in Texas with, uh, what's his name? McConaughey. What's his name? McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know about well, that. Well, uh, anything would I'm be an improvement over Greg Abbott. You are. Yeah. yeah. I'm down for Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I could listen to him talk all day. Uh. Does, does this mean we get free <laughs> shots of whiskey or something? I mean, what's the... All right, the all right, all right. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what's funny, and I was reading a little bit about the trivia and the behind-the-scenes stuff, is that um, Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger had kind of this, you know, battle for the arm size. Like I know, like, yeah, uh, because Arnold Arnold brought, like, a whole gym to Guatemala. <laughs> like, it took over course. the ballroom. And, like, he kept, he kept telling everyone, we're manly men. He also... Uh-huh got married to Maria Shriver during the filming of this. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. Like in Guatemala or in, on location? No, no, no okay. not on location, no. Yeah. But like wow. there was like a break in the film for him to go yeah, yeah, yeah. on their honeymoon and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, he looked pretty good in the movie. I will say that. Yeah. Like, he was in pretty good shape for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was yes. impressed. But... He had some really good, good one-liners, man. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He did have some one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> the one that really stuck out to me was from Jesse Ventura when he was like, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, uh-huh. and, okay, so, Emily, I, went, <laughs> I was wondering, do you or your dad, do you think that this is a satire or was this like straight-faced, like, action movie this is this is not satire for my family. This is not uh-huh. satire. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like Emily and I are of uh, similar backgrounds in uh, yeah. that we grew up in kind of, I don't know, kind of like a redneck culture, I would say. It's yeah. called rural high. Yeah. So that's what we say. Hi, yeah. you better get in there and get that baby high. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, Raising Arizona is a, is a wonderful <gasps> oh film. Oh, my God. I do yeah. love that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys but, wish but, I picked that. You guys wish I picked that. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, it is sometimes easier to look at that, some of the, some of these cultural things in an ironic or comedic mm-hmm. way. And Well, like, sure. I mean, I can look at it in a comedic way now. Now I find it just, like, absolutely hilarious now. Right. Mm-hmm. But before, I mean, no, I didn't. Right, I right, right. Like, what? what is irony? You know, in, yeah. in 1987 in uh, East Texas, yeah. you're like, what What the hell's that? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was, you know, reading a little bit about it and people saying that it was satire. And I was like, well, yeah. it's not my genre, so maybe I just didn't get it. And I could see that there were moments when it was sort of exaggerated but then i'm thinking well isn't that just classic 1980s action movie Mm -hmm. arnold schwarzenegger and i'm thinking the scene where they are like shooting up in the the jungle they've just got like all of these guns and weapons oh my god yeah this like they throw everything in the kitchen sink into the jungle and then they just miss right right i when they're just unloading their weapons, just like, let's shoot yeah. for a solid just, three minutes and just yeah. use all of our ammo. And I was thinking, you yeah. know, like, 
maybe in a, a reference to like people freaking out in the jungle of Vietnam or mm. or like not just being so freaked out they're just like I'm I'm just going for it because I'm so scared. Because I was like, that's a terrible strategy. Like you, I yeah. mean, like if you've ever been hunting, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like with a party of like eight people, it just mm-hmm. seems really crazy to shoot like that. But also this is a Hollywood film. So right. it, it kind of uh, supersedes logic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's the, a lot of like that macho, manly kind of, energy that also kind of felt really over the top like that moment when dutch and um who was the other fellow that he like gripped hands with and they were kind of playing dylan dylan oh, yeah. that's carl right. weathers yes carl yeah. weathers yes and so they're you know playing um oh shoot what's the game called where they're like Arm wrestling. your arm straight. Arm wrestling, yeah. yeah. And, and he says, he says, what's the matter? They got you pushing too many pencils? Right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, you're so, you're so weak, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. You, you've been riding, you know, how dare you? Yeah. Um, and so it's just, and I'm like, is it satire? So, I mean, but, you know, so the thing is, it's like I question my satire radar lately uh-huh. because I, this is a side little tangent here, but I, so I'm, my one of my guilty pleasures is like murder mystery shows uh-huh. and mm-hmm. any form that they take or like books or anything like that. And so I watched this one and it was so bad. It was on Netflix and I was like, God, this is just terrible. And maybe it was because it had like an artist in the 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 tv show was an artist was, was a character in the yes the ma- mm. the protagonist and i was like you know they did all the tropey artist stuff and yeah like people would come over to her house and like oh my god who did that painting it's amazing and it's just like shut the fuck up that never happens like, <laughs> it just doesn't happen to us aaron <laughs> it doesn't. i mean i was like this no, even still, I'm just like, A, A, the paintings were not very good, and B, people just don't. And they're like, who did those? I must know at once. Uh-huh. And so it was just like, Yeah, God. nobody says and that. Nobody says nobody that. Nobody says that. So, <laughs> yeah. so then I Googled, and I was like, what are people saying about this show? Because it's so awful. And everybody <laughs> said it was satire. And I'm like, I thought it was just really bad, uh. but d- did I just not read it right? But I know that genre well, so I'm just like, maybe I'm just way off in my... you know, know. like, one of my favorite films is Showgirls, and I I like it it ironically (laughs) because I think it's hilarious for Mm -hmm. all the maybe wrong reasons, because Mm -hmm. even though the director, uh, is it, I forget his name... It's a Dutch He's name. He's a very serious director. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like, was he high the entire time mm. that they shot Showgirls? Because it's so, like, terrible and hilarious. Mm. And, like, but it's it's that thing you get into. It's a guilty pleasure. Like, I know yeah. Cheetos are poisonous. But I fucking mm. love them. You know? <laughs> Yes. I'm probably going to eat some later. <laughs> Is that yeah. the poofy kind or the crunchy kind? Are either. You? Either. Uh, just either. give me your Cheetos. Fill me up. <laughs> Does it have Chester on the bag? I'm eating it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about those ones that like turn your hands red? Like my students eat those all the time and I'm like. The Flamin' Hot Cheetos? 
Guys, what's going on with your hands? Yeah. So, I mean, my point is that, like, sometimes we indulge and sometimes we love garbage. And, like, I think it's okay, you know? Yeah, I totally think that. (laughs) Even with some, like, lowbrow popular culture movies, maybe like Predator, although I'm going to talk about some art historical references later. So, like, get ready. So things are going to get... Well, there's no time like the present. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. Okay. So the the one that's quick is that at towards the end of the movie, um, when uh, Arnold is battling the uh, the predator, uh-huh. or he's the predator, it sort of switches, right? I mean, that's uh, kind of like... The, the, the hunter becomes the, the hunted. Thing. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Uh, which is a, a nice little twist. I enjoyed that. But while they're sort of battling it out, and I forget exactly what was happening, but there were moments, and it's a night scene, and there there are, like, explosions happening, and it totally looked like one of Whistler's, like, nocturne paintings, like the night paintings, like these Mm. little glimmers of light Mm -hmm. shimmering down. And you know, a lot of times cinematographers will reference fine artworks. They'll, you know, you'll have a mood board, and you'll just be like, I... I've mm-hmm. loved this painting. I want to recreate this. And we can, even if it's for a film about an alien trying to like murder you in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like you said, Emily, like the photography is really uh, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have some good shots. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so that I quickly noted down, just, I'm a big fan of that body of work by Whistler, Uh and I just thought, ooh, like, it's very pretty, even though that work was hated, um, when he made it. Oh, really? Like, Whistler's contemporaries? Yeah, or the critics, you know, like, oh my god, like, where are the people, and where's the landscape, Uh and it was just like, I'm just gonna kind of paint some of these kind of abstracty looking, um, images, Uh and... He just didn't give a fuck. And it's so a, I like it's of lighting effect, you're saying? Yeah, it's these night paintings where you just like it's like they glisten, like they and not on like a silly way, but they like these little glimmers of light kind of almost like confetti kind of shimmer down. Yeah. They're really beautiful. Really oh, beautiful. Okay. So there's that. Um, but then I was thinking about and I sent this to you, Hyde, the uh, Mendietta. Yeah. And her work, I don't know. Emily, are you familiar with Anna Mendieta's performance uh, art? No. That was Carl no, okay. Andre's wife, who is rumored to have been murdered by Carl Andre. Yeah. Yeah, sorry for oh, laughing. Wow. It's not funny. It sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably did kill her more than likely yeah. uh, based on like a lot of the information that came out from... Yeah. Um, and, and that relationship sort of eclipses a lot of people's knowledge of her work, but she was a really significant artist. Yeah, yeah. In fact, what I was reading earlier is that um, a lot of... Like, this is insane. As an artist, like, I'm sure you two are going to be horrified, but the the carl andre's defense used her work to suggest that she was suicidal Uh and it's like oh fuck like they totally went there Uh like well she makes work about death so obviously she'd want to kill herself right artists are all unstable and wow yeah. yeah yeah but anyway but so she is emily you're gonna love anna mendieta she's such a 
badass um, or was a badass, but yeah. she did a lot of work about her like being exiled from Cuba. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. And she ended up in Ohio, which I'm like, oh my God, like the culture shock must have been wild yeah, yeah. Um, for her. But she did bodies of work where she would sort of insert her body or or her silhouette into the earth. Uh -huh. And it's sort of like an erasure kind of thing going on. Uh -huh. And also like connecting to like the oh. land and like yeah. kind of trying to like access like her, her kind of like, like connecting to... Um, to a country in a way like it's like she wanted to find that like place and identity and belonging and anyway yeah interesting yeah yeah i'm curious i i bet emily you'll see images and go like oh yeah oh yeah like, oh yeah i'm gonna get it yeah but anyway so in some of this silhouette uh series she covered herself in mud and yeah. she would like pose against like a tree or the the mm -hmm. earth or something like that but it would be the same like, tone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's sort of, you know, in camouflage mm -hmm. in the same way that Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. was also in camouflage. Yeah. Like very, very different things. But um, I was like, oh, but she did it first. And I'm thinking, like, did Predator, did, did somebody in the, um, you know, behind the scenes, yeah. did they know about her work? Or <clears throat> Honestly, they... I think you'd all be surprised to know how often... Like a, mm -hmm. you know, a Hollywood film will reference the contemporary mm -hmm. art world or, mm -hmm. or art history because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, chances are people are educated. They've gone to film school. They've gone to art school. And they right. Have they those have references. that background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. yeah. 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 Even if they're making something bombastic and right yeah. but that's their day job that's not what they you know, what that's true. What right. they know. They, yeah. they have a art, probably art background, you know. Yeah, and I know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not just covered in mud; he was covered in clay that we, you would use for ceramics. So it's like there's oh. even like a little artistic, like I don't know why they chose that versus anything else. Yeah, but. well, you'll again you'll do screen tests and you'll you, and you'll see how things work. And so yeah. they probably you know that was in the script that he camouflages himself with mud. And you do some mm -hmm. research and you see, because sometimes also like you'll use a material like say, oh, they're supposed to be covered in chocolate. And then you, mm -hmm. you're like, well, we used chocolate mm -hmm. and it was a total mess. So it we're going to use, yeah. we're going to use like oil or we're going to use, you know, yeah. paint. Yeah. So, uh, it's right, like, right, right. M movie magic. Yeah. Yeah. Hershey's uh, syrup instead of blood and black and white. That's right. For, right. For yeah. whatever reason, I can't remember. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not color, but. Um, but yeah, the, like the, the density of it or the, you know, yeah. the way that it stays uh, liquid or something like that. I do like how movies have these, like, they're, they're so much about illusion, and I think art can also operate in that way. And oh, I just, I absolutely. love, like, I love learning about, like, I love the KY and the glow stick stuff. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I should have had a second career in something like this, like, something where I get to come up with these yeah. weird materials for movies you may still end like up a... doing something like that well, <laughs> you never know yeah now aaron your dad has mm -hmm. a had an ad agency in dallas right oh yeah and he did a lot of 
kooky stuff. Like I remember gluing sesame seeds on a, I mean, I didn't because I was a kid, but gluing sesame seeds on a hamburger bun to make sure that they were absolutely perfectly uh -huh. placed. And wow. I think motor, motor oil on like a turkey to make it have like a nice gloss uh -huh. to it. Yum. So it's, <laughs> It's delightful. It just brings me a certain amount of joy to know yeah, yeah, that yeah. the world is constructed and and I have seen yeah, yeah. stuff like that in like before and after photos how like they get it to look mm. a certain way. It's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. I have to say though that I was super jealous of Schwarzenegger and his um, his fellow um, compatriots because. They all have this beautiful glow. Like, they just have this <laughs> amazing, yeah. like, complexion. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, is that what I need? Do I need to go to the jungle and, like, just get into some sort of <laughs> sauna environments? Because, like, whatever they're doing, like, that's yeah. what yeah, I want on my face. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They did look good. Yeah, okay, so here's a question. So yeah. out, of all, out of all the guys, out of all oh, the yeah. boys who, who would – who would y'all oh, want to get with? I already know. I already who? know. Which uh, one? Okay. It's the guy who kept making all the pussy jokes. Is that, <laughs> that was, that's for me. Hawkins. Ha yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that says about me. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but I do have a thing for, like, the dorky, funny guy. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They do it for me. So that's my pick. Hyde, it's your turn. Oh, really? Emily's not going next? Because <laughs> I don't want to fight with Emily oh, over God. over one of these characters. I swear to God, Hyde, if you choose this person. <laughs> okay. Emily, are you go. going next? No, go. Tell me. Okay. Uh -oh. I'm going to fuck Jesse Ventura. <laughs> ah, He's yes, no. out outrageous outrageous what does he like, say at the beginning he's like i'm a sexual tran tranosaurus oh rex or something. <laughs> and he's like it's like he's just made out of stone or something he's so yeah. everything about him is so hyper it's like it's like if you if if somebody was like doing a test on sexual responsiveness and they're just like yeah, yeah i like a strong jaw they're just like Bring it up to ten, and they're just yeah, like, I know, you know, I know. What about a dimple? Like, in, what about a dimple in the chin? Yeah. Oh my god, right? a dimple so deep you could fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that dimple so deep you could fuck it. Yes. <laughs> okay, Emily, uh, we're at a slumber party here. Your turn. Mine is, mine is Billy the Tracker because he realizes, you know, he realizes yeah. early. Yeah, he realizes early on, like, it's not a man, and then he, like, mm. you know, he, like, takes off all his equipment. I don't know. I thought it was, like, hot, and, like, it was yeah. also, you and know. You know um, he's not a braggart. Uh, like, the others are yeah, all, like, yeah. you know, That's slapping true. each other in the dick, and he's, like, yeah. I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to figure this uh, out. I'm going to do my work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which one's Billy? I can't remember. Bill, Billy is the supposed to be like the Native American one. He's the tracker. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And, and Bill gotcha. Duke is. He takes his shirt off at the end and cuts his. Chest. I know that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I gotcha. I know which one you're talking. He like about. sacrifices himself for the mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Billy, yeah. what's up, Billy? Let me suck that dick. Oh. <laughs> 
okay, well, as long as we're sexualizing these characters, I just want to say, like, we're asking like, for it. Fuck it. This is a fucking gay porn movie <laughs> where no one gets around to actually having sex because sex, the way uh-huh. they're jostling with each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so a setup for, like, dude, you look tense. You need a back rub. We're just like, fuck already. <laughs> I know, fuck already. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And it's like, you know, that is um, interesting about like hyper masculinity is that it uh-huh. does go into the homoerotic. I was uh-huh. wondering, it's like, you know, it, it does it appeal to women or is this uh-huh. appealing to each other? You know how you'll say like, or they'll talk about how women dress for women instead of women dressing for oh, men. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe not like to attract them sexually, but it's somehow maybe for their to approval. Get... For their approval. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think men act like horny teenagers, not for like I can't imagine that being appealing to women. But I think it is, it really does get men no. going. Yeah, it does. And you know, they're they're it's just the men cast. They're like getting up, working in the mor- working out in the morning, comparing each other's muscles, and it's yeah. like. It's this total sausage fest. Okay. Yeah. You know? I have a great story to tell about <laughs> dude on dude comparing bodies. So I was, I was in high school, and my dad had hired a, a boy, an older guy, to mow the lawn. Uh-huh. Um, and he was totally ripped. Like, and he had been out in the sun, you know, like, <laughs> so he had like this tan. And he was just this big ripped guy. And he was always mowing our lawn. And I was never like, I, I again, like I am not attracted to that body type. Like, like I said, like the guy, the gangliest one. And I'm thinking yeah. he's the one for me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but uh, my dad hired him and one of his friends to help us move some furniture. Yeah. And so I'm upstairs, but I can still see downstairs. And I see both of them looking at each other's calves in the mirror. Uh Like, oh man, like your calf looks great, bro. Like, (laughs) like, great job on that. What? Wait, do you think my calf is bigger? Like they were just comparing calves in the mirror. And I, it took so much energy not to burst out laughing, you know, (laughs) these two... And, but it's just, they were, I mean, it was sort of this Grecian God kind of looking like scene where they just were, yeah, it was so, you know, any moment I was like, they're going to start making out with each other. No homo, no homo. (laughs) But dude, I really want to fuck your calves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, totally, totally. It happened. That's what I I kind of wish, you know, um, sodium pentothal, which is uh, uh, truth serum. There were so many times I kind of wished like I could just put sodium pentothal in the water supply mm. and people could just respond however they respond. But I know that that's not really a good idea based <laughs> based on how men act out sexually anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and the name of this has an unfortunate connotation, I think, you know, in the 21st century where when I hear the word predator, I instantly think <laughs> sexual predator. Yes. Which is not the direction of this movie. In fact, what I enjoyed is that the one woman in the movie was not portrayed in like a sexual or even romantic way. Like she was just kind of a hostage kind of. Yeah. And kind of like a, a an annoyance. Um, but like none of them were like lusting over her or uh-huh. 
Like, I was like, all right, like, at least it didn't go there. Because yeah. it right. easily could have been, like, that I could totally see. Because in like, real Disney. life, they would have all raped her. You know what I mean? Yeah. In real oh, yeah. life, she would have been raped by all of them. <laughs> Dude, when she got captured, I was like, oh, fuck. No, well, no, you know, I think you're right, Emily. You know, like it, yeah. it does. It happens in military actions all the yeah. time. Is that like, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, the, totally. the spoils of war and like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And she's not unattractive. Like, she's an attractive right. woman. You know? In fact, I actually, I don't know what it is about, um, like, it's a certain type of, like, teeth. Like, it's weird, but like, the I know teeth what you're that, about. like, tends to like turn in and get kind of crooked i think that's like the coolest thing like i don't know people don't have control over that but i like i've always really enjoyed like when people's teeth looks kind of funky and she has that funky kind of twisty thing going on interesting it's a cool she's got cool teeth i love a gap yeah you like a gap of course a gap is great yeah i mean anything out of the ordinary right to a point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anything but like fake fucking veneers i've had a guy actually compliment the my one tooth that's like quite crooked and it's always sometimes i'm like oh my crooked teeth even though i'm like oh i love crooked teeth um but right? I, when he complimented it i was like wow like you paid attention because it's not you a so get me prominent yeah, yeah you uh-huh. get you get me all right yeah. Um, but I think Hollywood, unfortunately, um, and the way the the reason why I felt like it would probably end up where Schwarzenegger would be in the arms of this uh, character Anna, is because that just happens so often, and yes. you get this sort of like romanticizing of these like super kind of hyper masculine environments where she's being saved, right? She'd been damsel, right? Sort of like. But that wasn't the case. She was, like, helping them. You know what I mean? She like, was. Uh-huh. And yeah. he cut her loose to help mm-hmm. them. He was like, it's going to be every man for himself. Like, uh-huh. you're, on the, you're on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so totally yeah. ahead of its time in that way. I mean, I was not expecting that. So I was pleasantly surprised, even though there was just one woman. But I was like, at least she wasn't treated terribly. Yeah. And she survived, <laughs> which was amazing. And, you know, she she survived and all those other dudes didn't. And you're like, all right, uh-huh. you know, that's cool. Um, oh, well, I was going to say one thing that I don't think aged well was... Now, I think the special effects of the Predator were, like, pretty good. Like, yeah. that whole, like... Speaking of teeth, right? Like, those, like, oh, crazy fuck. teeth. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy who played... Uh, what's his name? Hall... Something uh, Kevin Peter oh, Hall. Kevin, yeah. Yeah, the 7 2 motherfucker wearing that 200 pound suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So, like, that was, that was, like, an amazing, I think, special effect. Yeah. And then, um, and then also I thought that the whole, like, invisible cloak kind of a la Harry Potter going on, like, I was like, all right, I can, I kind of yeah. dig it. Like, like, he had a high tech sort of, uh, surface. Yeah. That, that could uh, sort of digitally reproduce the environment so it had a yes. real chameleon-like quality. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I that I can get on board with. The part that I thought was a little disturbing was the, uh, like the way the alien looked and like he looked like he had dreadlocks. Did you all get Yes, that? absolutely. Yeah. And actually I've discovered that 
the inspiration was a painting of a Rastafarian warrior. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm. oh, no. So that, <laughs> I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, Because um, yeah. at first I was like, maybe it was just kind of like, I don't know, people were just throwing things on an alien-looking form and it just happened to appear that way. But then I was like, oh, no, that was like intentionally... Well- well, there's also, like, in the Star Wars uh, franchise, Jar Jar Binks, who has, doesn't he have, like, he's referencing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of, he's got mm-hmm. a Jamaican accent or something. Mm-hmm. And Is he, he a and he's got bad guy? Dreads. Or... No, he's, like, a, a, co- a comedic okay. character. But Yes, but people hate him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> people hate Jar Jar Binks, man. Yeah. Maybe, like, modeled over on, mm. like, unconscious race racist or like exotica well, uh, notions yeah. yeah right i think you know I, I think it comes from a place like they thought that that a uh, rastafian warrior looked fucking amazing you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean and there were other black characters in this movie that were great characters and yeah. they had like yeah. depth and so like i I'm it's not, a pretty I, yeah i don't want to paint it with a, a, a broad brush but you know i think that sometimes like these characters that are the enemy get coded in ways that you know are not like of our modern sort of well and you know the people designing the character are probably like what's terrifying you know and and that some of that might come out as like race yeah you know so but you know again it's 1987 so i think that we can cut it some slack because i don't think people were very conscious of some of these like tropes that that kind of come yeah. well, that could be i think i think that it came i don't think it came from such a negative place mm. honestly uh-huh. like i don't think their intention was negative but now we know that that does have negative effects right yeah. like we know that like constantly having that as a bad person like that person right. look that right. way is not right yeah you know and can be detrimental but i don't think that they were thinking that you know right i, I right. don't think right. that I, have, I don't think it was a conscious thing. No. Yeah. I don't no, think so either. Totally. So speaking yeah. of, uh, like, mm-hmm. is the predator the villain? And like, I know that's what I'm saying. Is he? What's he? And what's his motivation? And like, <clears throat> who does he think these humans are? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he is he siding with the Central American government, or is he siding with <laughs> like, or does he care? Does he just kill all humans? And why is he a he? Hi, can't he be a woman? I guess. For goodness sakes. <laughs> You're right. I gendered it, and I don't know what. It happens what... all the time. All yeah. the time. Like, we always think that the villains are, and the evil person is a male. Yeah. And women couldn't possibly. Right. Because so. mostly they are. That's true. Well, that's, <laughs> well, okay, so now with the Alien um, uh-huh. series, isn't mm. the, the, the monster a female? And she's laying oh. eggs or something? Yeah. That's why she says, uh, at the end, she says, like, uh, get, a, get away from her, you bitch. You know? Oh. Okay. So, but that actually, Jurassic Park, all of the dinosaurs are female. Uh-huh. So there is but, something. But then those West African frogs that change sex that they mix their DNA <laughs> with. Oops. Great. Oops. I just thought they were like, uh, I thought the dinosaurs were, had become, um, oh, what does it mean when you can re- like asexually Asexual? reproduce? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, they're that's... reptiles, right? So Right. Well, they combine that with them. Yeah. Yeah. But I always, I like the reading of Jurassic Park, like a feminist 
read where it's like she's taking back the earth you know and you know i don't know like there's there's some like subtext that you could read in jurassic park that i've always really enjoyed but so that's what i thought you were talking about hi like, i was like oh yeah the, the the female laying the eggs like that's totally a dinosaur it's probably <laughs> alien too so so emily there there's a there are more in the series uh, the predator mm. se- series right correct are they any good or are they... you dedicated to, Ooh, did you yeah. watch them no 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 this isn't about the series you know it's like it's like about the amount of times i've seen it and like the yes. relationship mm. that i had with it growing up mm. and my yeah like the relationship that is with my family still yeah. to this day like my dad plays it on christmas you know oh, no way. That's <laughs> oh awesome. yes it's like Nostalgia. and like we yes and we go back and forth on predator facts and stuff you know like uh-huh. my dad loves that shit I don't know. My dad my, and me and my dad actually don't have like a great relationship, but like one thing that we can like to have yes. a conversation around is this fucking it, movie, you know, yeah. and a couple others. There's a couple movies that I grew up on, like Jaws, Predator, mm-hmm. you know, these were movies that my dad yeah. just played all the time. And yeah, so they're just like ingrained in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was your mom into it at all, or would she just no. like, leave the room? No, she'd be in the other room. Yeah, she'd yeah. be in the other room. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's That reminds me of my relationship with comedies with my dad. Like, we would watch, like, Ace Ventura, anything with yeah. him. What's his I love Ace Ventura. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? And my mom just, like, could not tolerate it. Yeah, my mom was just, like, not into movies, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. Same. So I understand like that special relationship yeah. that you can have with and, a parent. And that could even be something that motivated you watching it again and again, Aaron, is that like you knew your mom wasn't interested in it <laughs> and it gave you guys like space That's just true. for yourselves. You know what? That's so true because when I do call my parentals out in Portugal, I'm uh-huh. always talking to my mom and I'm like, is dad alive? Like say hello, dad. Mm-hmm. Like let me know you're okay. Yeah. Are you... Are you there? Um, and so he's always in the background, you know, um, listening maybe. Or, uh-huh. But yeah, so I think sometimes it is necessary to like bring out those, that stuff that gets you connected to your dad because sometimes I think dads can take on like a silent kind of role. Yeah. And it's like, but there's so much fun to like, yeah, it's like you get to do the the dad stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's, mm-hmm. and I was a tomboy you know, I was like a, a tomboy growing up and super competitive and played like every sport available. And mm-hmm. uh-huh. I was like, you know, like a, a alpha mm. fucking, you know, trying to be a jock. I don't know what it was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm yeah. still competitive to this day. I like, you know, I know a lot of artists and like, I'm like, yeah, are you competitive? And they're like, not really. I'm like, I'm super fucking competitive. Like, I want to yeah. be the fucking best, you know? Like, yeah, it's stupid. Well, you know, and that's that's interesting, going back to the film, about mm-hmm. how the guys are all, like, having a pissing contest. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, what? Check this out. Well, I'm going to do this. You know, and it's like, uh, if you idiots all got together on this and came up with a plan instead of just like steroiding out you know but mm-hmm. but um that that wasn't it you mm-hmm. i mean it was hard to get a sense of a team really because i feel like they maybe you maybe you drifted off here I, yeah they i did, did fall asleep like at some point like they did sort of like set some booby traps or oh some, yeah they were sort of organized of yeah. and then 
Like, they kind of were like, all right, guys, we can't just keep shooting into the, the jungle. Like, that uh -huh. doesn't work. So we're going to need to be a little bit smarter. Yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't, like, work for most of them. Uh -huh. But, like, it was a, it was a, you know, an effort, um, yeah. a team effort. Yeah. I, and, I'd give them an A for an effort. And, I thought they did a good job. And, and, you know, sometimes I get involved with films in this way where I'm just like, mm -hmm. why aren't you guys being nice to each other? And why isn't it? <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, my film would be five minutes because, <laughs> like, you have to yeah. create all of this, like, discordance and competitiveness to you know, make the narrative more interesting. To make the movie happen. Yeah. Yeah, something has to happen. There has to be a conflict. Yeah. There has yeah. to be conflict, yeah. yeah. Building I mean that, tension, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's funny because I really enjoy learning about, like, common movie tropes and devices that you see a lot and that are not very realistic, but then it's like... But nobody's going to watch, like, a healthy relationship. It's like, true. Like, that's going to be interesting to watch. Like, we want to watch something that is entertaining mm -hmm. um, and that we can have, like, moments of sadness and then we can have it swells. Yeah. And, you we want to be so, taken on a ride. Yeah, yeah. we want to take it on a ride. So it's a, it's a you know... You can't have your cake and eat it too. You gotta have to accept the fact that movies are ridiculous. But they're <laughs> they so are, interesting. Yes. <laughs> but they're interesting, you know. And I mean, they're amazing. They uh, like take us mm -hmm. into a whole new world yeah. for a moment, out of our own heads. I mean, yeah. it's it's why oh. the industry is the industry that it is because it, yeah. it like distracts us, you know. Oh, uh -huh. absolutely. I I am a. I really love immersing myself in mm. film and television and like kind of forgetting about my own bullshit life for, mm -hmm. <laughs> for mm -hmm. a period. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I use it as, a, a, in an, as an escape. Yeah. That's why we got into watching The Bachelorette that one summer. Right? It was magical. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny, Aaron? Like, okay, so Aaron and I went to British Columbia, Emily, uh, mm -hmm. to do a residency and that's uh, right yeah i think i knew that yeah yeah and we we were we got involved in each other's television lives and <laughs> and we we watched the bachelor really were dedicated to it and no uh, it was the bachelorette oh bachelorette sorry bachelorette. sorry sorry and yes. um and it, um also uh aaron introduced me to modern family oh yeah which mm. i binge watch now <laughs> i can't get enough of it i think it's hilarious uh -huh. and and i just didn't have a tv during that period so i just never watched you know yeah so, yeah yeah modern family it, is good it's amazing yeah, yeah it's like simpsons yeah. you know it's like it's just such smart writing and hilarious yeah actors yeah totally and, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those actors on there are great, man. Yeah. 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 So, Emily, I wanted to ask you, like, I know you chose Predator, and we're talking about Predator, and I'm happy that you brought this, because <laughs> I would not have watched this film under any other circumstances, <laughs> but through my love for you and um, and my interest in your work. But um, what were some other contenders for what, what you might have uh, wanted to talk about? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I went, I probably like, I thought about Lost in Translation. Like, um, uh huh. Uh, okay. That's a, that's a movie that, um, Sofia Coppola. I, mm -hmm. Sofia mm -hmm. Coppola, uh, yes. 
yeah. uh, Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, uh-huh. yes. in Japan. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. There's some really nice moments in that movie, and uh, yeah. like even then, I'm then going back and thinking about like Jaws and Aliens. Also, like mm-hmm. I was thinking about more movies that like I grew up watching, and then yeah. I was thinking about like I can tell you where I was the first time I saw Eddie Murphy's stand-up special, uh, where he's wearing <laughs> oh. the where he's wearing the red, red. leather suit. You know, yes. what I mean? is it called Raw? Like, I think so. Man, it, no, Delirious. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it, and I was just like, what is this? You know, like, I remember <laughs> being just really blown away by it. So, but mm-hmm. I chose Predator because, like, it's just so ingrained in my family. And I have yeah. actually made a piece from it. Uh, I forgot oh. to send I'll send it to you. It's a send video it. piece uh-huh. um, that I made from the movie. But I, I also just haven't found, like, anything... You know, I've I've thought of doing different stuff with the video and Predator, but I just haven't, um, you know, found the right vein for it. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Well, it's I guess it's gestating. What uh, what's yeah. the video like, Emily? What oh, it's you... it's a mirrored image of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he is giving Dutch that like high five arm wrestle, and he oh keeps, yeah, I repeat it a bunch, and then he says, "What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils." Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it, like I adore your photography, Emily, but there, but but, but there's no but. There's no but. Um, <laughs> Sometimes there's a the but. but. Yeah, no, there's not a but. <laughs> um, I can take this... a but. No, no, no. I... <laughs> There's this um, quality. It's like almost a graininess. Like if there's something, and I don't know. I don't know anything about. I took photography once, and I, I'm still sort of mystified by how it's done. Mm-hmm. But um, it, you know, you have this. Like it's a. It all, It's very nostalgic feeling. Like it feels like your photographs were from a different decade. Um, mm. And ah. this movie kind of has a similar kind of feel in a way like so like there are moments when it has this graininess and it really feels like it's from the 80s and there's something about that like texture I don't know if that's ever something that you've you're I'm sure that you're intentionally creating that look or am I just totally reading into this no I I mean I mean especially the images that I sent you with the with the Mm -hmm. trees um Mm -hmm. yeah those I mean those are shot on color film and I think that probably the film is shot on color film and yeah so there is that that graininess that you're talking about that is in both of those things yeah Uh yeah Uh and I do love that shit and I do love that right I do too you know it's what's funny is that when the one of the iterations of Jurassic Park, it was one of the more recent ones. It was the one, it was like Jurassic, I don't fucking remember, but it was, it was <laughs> one that people were like watching, right? It wasn't like one of the ones that came out and it was like, oh God, like another Jurassic Park. So it was the one where uh, you had the guy from Margaritaville and he had the margaritas and he was running um, with the margaritas in his hands. Okay, <laughs> that's the one. But... Long what are we short. talking about? We're talking, totally about, we're talking about we're talking about graininess, but um, <laughs> I'm like I fell asleep again. No, no, no. <laughs> I you old like, fucking man, you old man. <laughs> Lisa and I 
sat down to watch it, she had found like a bootleg version and it had that kind of grainy quality to it. And I was like, nice. it feels like I'm watching Jurassic Park from the 90s and it really felt good. I was like, I think I prefer it that way versus like oh. the high def quality. I fucking hate high def. It looks like I a, do fucking, too. a fucking Spanish soprano. Dude. I mean, it's <laughs> Ugh, it's so bad. Why? It's why so do they? Bad. Why do people want that? I don't like that. Like I want. I, I actually. I want my uh-huh. TV to look like a TV and not like a person. And yeah. it's just it freaks me. I'm progress totally isn't you. always progress. That's true. You know, it's like chill out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I don't need my Cheetos to be flaming hot. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like them. would you eat the cheetos if they were flaming blue or a different color i try i try anything you try anything just eat them in the dark (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) emily i liked what you were saying going back to seeing like the first time you saw eddie murphy uh, or that particular Eddie Murphy concert, and you're just like, what is this? Mm. And the idea of being a child, watching these films with your dad, seeing Eddie Murphy stand up, and just like, I don't know why, but I'm drawn to this, and I want to know more. And um, yeah, I mean, I do think that there's something that we could probably all call upon, as, or, or can recount, that as children, it had a fascination for us. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know why, but it like it shows up in our work as adults. You know, yeah. it shows up yeah. in some of our preoccupations. So just that idea of like recognizing something. And um, I wanted to ask you more about your pursuit of comedy and where realistically, you know, are you, I mean, you're kind of, you're saying in your bio <laughs> that you're an artist, but you really want to be a comedian. And I'm wondering, how serious are you and what's your plan? I mean, I'm pretty serious. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about that. I mean, if listen, the style of a, the lifestyle of a comedian does not fit with my lifestyle with a child. So yes. it's, it's super difficult to get out there and be performing. And I did, you know, two the other week, like right in a row. And I it did like five minutes and then I did eight minutes the second time. And like the eight minutes was really fucking good. And, Excellent. um, and it felt good. And, um, you know, it was, it, it just makes me want to do it more. It makes yeah. me want to do it more, you know? And so then, uh, but I can't just do it all the time. Cause it's at night, usually late at night. And yeah. Anyways. And, and, and the comedy career is really similar to having a career as an artist and that you work on it for a really long time before you get your vision for it, right? Sure. And I have been doing comedy for like, uh, like six, seven years now, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. That is so cool. And are are you performing in a comedy club in, in Houston? Yeah, I mean that's what I normally do. Yes, yeah. yeah so both the, it was two different comedy clubs that I did the other week. So I did it on Sunday, and then somebody saw me do it on Sunday, and then they're like, "Hey, can you come perform here on Monday?" And I was like, "Fuck yes," you know. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So it's like, you know, I'm easily anything. It's like with art, with comedy, you give me like just an inch. If one person says, hey, you kind of did good. I'm like, I should keep doing this. You know? <laughs> like, it, I don't need much. Uh, Emily so. responds to positive reinforcement. <laughs> reinforcement easily, easily, yeah. easily. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, and your your artwork tends to have a sense of humor, you know, in it as well. So it's like, it, it's an easy like, jump to make from art to be yeah well i think i think and and teacher i'll say and teacher like if you're Uh you're an art teacher and Uh you're making work and doing artist talks yes like you're ahead of the game like if you can public speak the bar is Mm -hmm. so low in art though the bar in art is so low you know what i mean to be like speak well and to Uh be funny in an artist to be entertaining yeah yes it's so low like people freak out they're like oh my god you were amazing i'm like not really you guys just the bar is so fucking low here you know Uh uh-huh uh-huh whereas with comedy if someone's responding they know on a gut level Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. I, I laughed. So yes, that Dude, was successful. Yeah. I can, I can't tell you how many artist talks I've been to where I've almost fallen asleep if I mm-hmm. did not actually fall asleep. And I was yeah. like, wow, this work is amazing. But the way that they're talking about it is so dry. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, I did like a Netflix special artist talk when I did my artist talk. No lie. I mean, I felt like I was just like. <laughs> You know, I was just uh-huh. knocking them dead. Everything had a joke. I, I mm-hmm. felt good about it. And it, mm-hmm. it was an hour. I talked for a fucking hour. Is this it recorded? Was, it was this weird. No, fuck no. Oh, damn it. That shit. <laughs> well, no. I would totally want to hear you talk about your work. Yeah, me too. For sure. You're, yeah. And I think that there, how long have you been teaching? oh man i have been teaching 10 years yeah yeah i'm same Mm -hmm. same with me and it's just like at some point you just get really comfortable doing it you know and i have no shame in my game you know what i mean it's really hard (laughs) to embarrass it's really hard to embarrass me and it's hard for me to like that's good like people are like oh that's that's good excellent quality yeah. It is until like it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, until <laughs> until that one time, it's like you, just be embarrassed, bitch. That's what somebody yeah. would want to say to me. You know, like you should be embarrassed, bitch. It, yeah. You know what really like gets me teaching is when I'm in a completely new like classroom or lecture room where I like don't know where anything is and I'm just like uh and so I'm sort of like falling all over myself and then this this last semester um I was in a totally different room different campus so I'm like way out of my element and I sit down in the chair and it like thuds down Mm. like and suddenly I'm like a foot shorter (laughs) you know what this is a rough start. Just use it, Aaron. <laughs> You're just like God just handed you a pratfall. Yeah. I know yeah. so a lot. It's a lot of good material right there. Yeah, I do shit like if I couldn't figure out how to get the projector on, so but I did figure out how to get like the microphone working. So I just started talking to everyone in this microphone, and like a couple people had 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 gone to the bathroom while I was fumbling with the equipment. So when they would come back in the classroom, I'd be like, "Chris, welcome back to the classroom." And the they're like Jesus. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's hard to think on your feet, especially when you're a little flustered and just like things yeah. aren't going exactly mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. way you thought they were. I actually had um, like COVID has really hit community colleges pretty hard um, recently, uh-huh. and so I was invited to teach 
like high school students, which I've done some high school like hybrid, or hybrid um, like dual credits before, but this was like a high school class at a high school. And I was like, well, that's different. And so it totally like, I was like, wow, they're not on my territory. I'm on their territory. And it totally like, I was just like drowning. Um, Uh And then the technology was not there. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just, I, I don't even know what, I was just like, it was embarrassing. But, you know, we made, we got through it. And then next semester when they offered me the class and I was like, I will not teach high school unless it's online. And that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, cause it was oh, just nice. so terrible. It was law, but um, it really was the first time when I was like, I am so uncomfortable and I haven't been uncomfortable in the classroom for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was, it kind of sucked. Well, you know, not having a responsive audience is uh-huh. really difficult. Oh my gosh. And, I kind of uh, just, I honestly, I just gave up on those kids. I was like, guys, you can text. I don't give a fuck. You can go to the bathroom all you want. I don't care anymore. <laughs> but please leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> please. I know. I that's like, yeah. Just, just let me do my lecture and tell my stories and, you know, let's just like get through this alive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I as like going back to the the comedy career, like it's just I feel like artists should have like this other thing that they do in addition right? to their practice. Well, that's like I talked to Christina about this. I'm like, who chooses stand up comedy as a fucking hobby? I don't understand uh-huh. like mm-hmm. what this is and why I feel the need to do it. But there's just this again, this sense of. Fr- I think, you know, I was definitely drawn to stand-up comedy because of the sense of freedom, you yeah. know, that they have and what they talk about. And they talk yeah. about things that we're not supposed to talk about. And I think it just goes hand-in-hand hand with art, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a bit of a daredevil quality to it. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm throwing myself oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like me be, trying to be as punk rock as possible, you know. Like, uh-huh. Going on stage, talking shit just um yeah i mean and afterwards you feel pretty fucking good you know what i mean i was and gonna like, say i bet you get a big high from it at the end if it if it if you get laughs you do but i have bombed and that's no good that's no good i guarantee that after we record we finish recording you're gonna feel really good so i know that you've done podcasts <laughs> before but every time we record and we finish i'm like I want to like take a shot of tequila. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, that was amazing. That's like, over, so yeah. yeah, 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 well, it's totally. Not, it's not even that. It's it's like it's exhilarating almost. Yeah, yeah, oh. and I am gonna get a drink after this. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, where's my wine? <laughs> Emily, I want to know if you tell any pussy jokes. Oh, of course. I talk about my pussy being like a being like a 2000 Honda Civic like that shit was dope <laughs> back in the day but now it's filled with Cheerios and a car seat and it doesn't drive at night it don't drive at night no more <laughs> does it drive to your like does your pussy drive during the day like that's harder I think I don't know so you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. hilarious Emily I love that <laughs> You yeah. know what? Pussies are amazing, and we should talk about them more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm for it. I'm for great. it. Do you think yeah. that when your kiddo grows up, like, do you think that they're gonna think you're crazy or you're just amazing? Like, 
are you anticipating your your child's reaction? Because you know, kids always have like, oh yeah, they're like, oh my mom is so, you know, she thinks she's so funny, and I don't know. I mean, I think he's gonna be an entertainer himself. Uh, yeah. Like oh, he's, okay. Like he's yeah. he saw the Londell video of me, and there's a there's a snippet of me doing stand up in that, and he saw me on stage with a microphone, and he goes, "When am I gonna get on stage and get a microphone?" <laughs> and I was like, "This motherfucker right here," you know. Well, just like, you did name him Indiana Peacock. Yeah. So I and think- I used to be that way as a kid. Like my parents would have. Friends over, yeah. and I'd be like, show starts at five. Like, I'll be on the mantle, you know, like, see you then. Here's your ticket. Like, I'll yeah. get this show started, you know? Oh, yeah. I love it. Good. Yeah. Wow. A born entertainer. It, I really was. I re- like, I do feel that way. I do feel that way. That would be so thrilling. And it's a curse, man. It's a curse, too, though. Yeah. I'm a lot. I get it. I get how it. Is, how is it a curse? I. Like what's the what's the I'm just a lot, you know. I'm a lot. I, oh. I feel like sometimes I'm just too much for people. Mm, well, know you know, that's a whole other hour of us talking. I know, boo. I know. Uh, yeah. Not that we have to stop, but like, I mean. But that's why I get along with Hyatt. You see, you yeah, know, like at the minute. Because I'm a lot I'm too. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and, but yeah. and, and, and there's no. I, you know, I can be myself in front of you. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm you really. Don't have to hold back. I'm really yeah. grateful for that, to be honest. And um, you know, I wanted to mention that I, I've had, I've definitely had those impulses, like you know, that we're on our 23rd episode of this podcast and talking about giving artist talks and like <laughs> having my opinion out there a lot. And there are times when like I feel kind of sick of myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, just shut the fuck up, I'm telling myself. You know? And, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I've, I've said that before, like, I'm too much, I'm too much. And I remember talking to a therapist once about, like, being a bit much. And he said, well, who are you too much for, you oh. know? And, and, and I, I felt like that was uh, such an interesting perspective. Like, oh, am I too sensitive? Am I too energetic? Am I too, do I need too much? And it's like, well, it just depends like who you're talking. Maybe he was suggesting you're fine as you are. It's just like, and, and of course people are going to have a variety of reactions to you, but. Right, right, right. And not everybody has to like you in your loud, you know, in my loud ass mouth. They just don't, that's okay. (laughs) But just know that some people. People do. Love your bat, your, your big mouth. Loud ass mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, I think like I've been around people who can be a lot, but then they also tend to like suck energy from the room. Ah, yes. And like both. Hyde and Emily, you both don't are not energy sucker vampires. Yeah. You know, like you actually I think add energy to yeah. like, the dynamics of a conversation or an experience. So like thank but you. I, I you know yeah. But, We're sucking dicks, but not energy. <laughs> yeah, I suck a dick. I will suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got cancelled. Oh, a bitch! I already did. I already canceled. Y'all just finding out. Y'all just didn't know. <laughs> y'all already got a canceled guest on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, in terms of censorship, Emily, mm-hmm. like, what yeah. have you experienced something 
Uh, oh yeah, the Manil censored me. The Dan Flavin estate no censored way. me. Yes, yes. And and what was the basis of this censorship? Because I went I, skating in there. I went skating in the Dan Flavin, and they didn't want to <laughs> advertise that. <laughs> and then they were they were mad at me for for showing the security guard's face in my video and then uh -huh. they were mad at me because the security guard was a person of color and then they were mad uh -huh. at me because i showed the dan I, like i show dan flavin's work not in the context of his copyright bullshit you know oh state. my what, god now, huh wow so a plethora of things plus i did it and then i showed it like less than a mile down the road so you know maybe i should show it uh, elsewhere you know yeah uh -huh. i could Maybe the, the location was a little bit... Well, the institutions, it's about the two institutions, really, and they're, yeah. they, they still need to be on working terms to each other. But now the show is over, so I can do whatever the fuck I want with it, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Wow. Well, that's so interesting, too, because of this idea of, like, following rules and, and mm -hmm. being lawful and, and not exploiting people and being careful and having good manners but all of that doesn't make for very dynamic art or comedy yeah very and, true very true yeah yeah and you know uh here's the thing is it like people can say what they want about the video and whatever i know what happened there that day and i know that when i left i had everyone laughing and no one's feelings were hurt and uh -huh. that like it was a four minute experience that was fine you know what i mean mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, and you know, <laughs> it was an experience that like, um, you know, it was amazing and fun and pe it was meant to be funny and lighthearted and, and kind of me shitting on Dan Flavin as like a, his big right. ass fucking exhibition and me, the, me, this little girl skating in it Yeah, in, hot a in a hot ass Houston summer, you know, and yeah. then showing it in a limousine on wheels that's bright pink. That was my Flavin, you know, like the limousine uh -huh. where I showed the video. You know, and it, there was a lot of art history, te you know, references and, uh -huh. and shit that was much deeper than I think anybody maybe even recognized and got yeah. who was offended. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. if they realized what I was trying, the intent that they wouldn't have been, I think yeah. they would be less offended by it. But it, it was it was shocking to me to be censored. I felt really uh -huh. shitty, uh -huh. you know, for a yeah. while. And I, yes, it's my well, community. It's, it's, I don't want to fuck with my community. I love my community, yeah. you know. Uh huh. Yeah. And and you are you are being sort of called to the principal's office. And yeah. no matter how old you are, that type of feedback, that type mm -hmm. of um, like being called out is, uh, you know, unless you're a sociopath, you do have a response to, to being in trouble. But, you know, that installation of Flavin's has always struck me as a skating rink. Exactly. I'm not the first person who said this, thought this, you know, at all. I'm not. I'm not. A million people, when I posted, like, a clip of it when I first did it, months before I actually showed it, like, people were like, aha, I always wanted to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, uh -huh. whatever. It was not received negatively until somebody you know was like man thought about it too much <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i don't know i'm not sure i'm i'm on i just want to say i'm on the right team i'm on the right team on the i'm on the right side of history i promise yeah, yeah. i mean those yeah. like for me anytime somebody's gonna poke fun at the abstract expressionistic or minimalistic 
artists, like basically straight white dudes out there. And it's mm-hmm. like, have at it. Like it is a buffet for yeah, the taking. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's interesting too, like this sort of damage control or liability mitigation that institutions seem to be preoccupied with it mm-hmm. beyond like any usefulness or connectivity with art. And, yeah. and I see a lot of it as we sort of head into this sort of neo-fascist environment where people are really afraid to <laughs> maybe make a statement or stand out or take risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally... That was my soapbox. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, good for, it's good for me to hear that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we really do have to advocate for ourselves for and for each, each other. other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't rely on the institutions to do it for us. Because until nope, we reach a certain that. level, they're like, fuck off. You're I nobody. Know. You have no economic power or social standing. And so mm-hmm. we don't value what you're doing yet. Mm-hmm. But we, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's classism. Sarah yeah. Fox, who was a recent guest, was also censored at the McNay, um, mm-hmm. which is really heartbreaking. So, but I know that a lot of folks had sort of rallied around her work because she had been working on it for, a, you know, quite some time and put a yeah, lot of I work think into a year. it. As you do. And, yeah. you know, for um, an institution with power to, you know, tell you that your work is not included is mm-hmm. really frustrating. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like they won't take the risk with you, but they'll mm-hmm. totally be there when you accept your award. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, and, and claim, damn, I they will, but, claim yeah. to have discovered you and supported uh-huh. you early in your career, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 You know, I I wanted to mention something uh, just because you and your dad had this bonding experience with your film choice, Predator. Uh, We had a guest, maybe like our fifth episode with Naima Lowe. And Mm -hmm. she she chose a film that she watched with her dad a million times, which was um, the Mel Brooks movie, Blazing Saddles. Ah, good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her dad had much better taste than my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I love Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and that film's like problematic too and like yeah, yeah, go- yeah. goofy. And, but, you know, it's like, I, I think it is really important, like, when you get a chance to watch a film, experience it with somebody else, bond over art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. high or low art, it's. That's you know, you'll, yeah. they'll, you'll always they'll always be associated with that experience of watching that film. Do you think that it's just a coincidence that all of the dad movies are very quotable? Like, is that just? Ah. That's interesting. You because you should look that up, Aaron. There's got to be a study involved that. in this. Dadmovies.com. I'm gonna call all the dads and ask just them. anything. <laughs> Do you like movies because they're quotable? Because yes, you do. <laughs> is it just you know what? What is that? That's so funny. Uh, I think because dads sometimes can kind of be goofy and they can they like to <laughs> yeah. you know like my dad will always love that part in Ace Ventura when he bends over and he's talking out of his ass. Out of his ass, like, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> loves that, and I'm like, I still haven't seen that <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do not watch that can we please watch that together please yeah please, yeah please. 
I'm yes. saving Dumb and Dumber for you too, Erin. Oh, good. Okay, because I know you love that film. What yeah. I love to do, y'all. What I love to do. I love is both those films too. This is amazing. Get okay, Emily. You're invited. We Should have we have a dad film festival? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. And everybody okay. comes as a dad. So yeah. yeah, my strategy in watching those movies is to get a bit drunk, and then I watch them as if I've never seen it before, oh. and then I can just. <laughs> It is delightful. Like, I just love it. Because so, that's the only way that you'll be a little bit surprised or you'll still, you know, won't expect the joke or anyway. But, yeah, we're going to have to set that up because that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. Well, Emily, um, I think we're running out of time here a little bit. Yes, so yes, did you want to, and you said you have a show coming up. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tuck Me In is opens in April at the Lone Star Montgomery College. Yeah. And that and where is that? That's um in between. It's in Houston. Houston. Yeah. It's 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 in it's in North Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We look forward to seeing images of. Thank that. you yeah. so much. I feel honored Thank to you. be a part of your podcast. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> so yeah. Sweet. We're so happy to have you on yeah. here, and I adore you and miss you. Uh, same. And- we um, yeah, yeah yeah houston Changes. is lucky to have you for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, all right hi do you want to introduce our guest oh, yeah. that's coming up next our our next uh episode is going to be an artist based in berkeley oh. and uh it's uh edgar uh fabian uh frias who uh has chosen the film Amy and Jaguar, and uh, Aaron and I still have to find a source to watch that Oh, film. shit. We don't know where. It, oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we not looked it, into that. I think it's a European film, which I haven't seen before, and I'm okay. not sure of the promise of it, but our promise of it, <laughs> premise of it. Right? Okay. Wow. Or I don't both. know. What that I like was the about. promise of it. I like the, the promise, promise of, of it. this uh-huh. film. <laughs> I feel like it's a, a it's about a lesbian relationship during uh, like maybe uh, the World War Two. Oh my! Mm. Okay. Sounds think, I think you know, uh, but uh, Amy and Jaguar. So Edgar's okay. going to, uh, and and Edgar's got a really interesting practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a I think a practicing therapist. And oh, cool. Wait yeah. a minute. Do we get free therapy next episode? Because that's free amazing. Free is really circumstantial. You know, you might get, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, but but Edgar also has uh, this art practice as um, a musician uh, and a graphic artist, uh, videographer. Um, yeah. yeah so like, like many layers. And uh, Edgar, they had a... Um, contribution in a new uh book by uh is it a, who is the shoot sorry <laughs> i'm thinking okay. of the, the book's publisher but it's a new book that's just been published about witchcraft Ooh. and edgar was a contributor to oh, wow. to this book and uh is it a tashin book i think it's oh. a tashin book on witchcraft so edgar can tell us more about that when they're when they're on the podcast and uh yeah well emily thank you thank you for being yes thank you guys yes thank you you guys have a lovely evening you too yeah we'll talk soon yeah yeah holler anytime love you love you too bye emily bye